Welcome to Divine Light with Tiffany, where we will break down the many chapters in the Bible and discuss what they mean to us and how they apply to our lives. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to all my divine sisters and brothers in Christ. And as always, I am so super grateful for you to be here with me today and joining me for another wonderful episode or podcast, whatever you want to call it. So today we are going to be discussing an interesting topic um, in my most humble opinion, but I think I say that every week, so... (laughs) And the burning question for today's episode that I have for you is, how much is a meal worth? I'll repeat it again in case you missed it. How much is a meal worth? Let's start in Genesis chapter 25 verses 21 through 34 and we are taking this from the NIV version if you want to follow along now uh, just really quick we're going to be let me just give you a little bit um, of a preview here of what we are talking about and what's going on so we're going to be talking about um, Isaac's children who Isaac was uh, um, the son of Abraham. And Isaac had two uh, sons that were born um, at the same time, pretty much. Now, it sounds like they were more, um, let's see, I always get it mixed up. Um, it's not... They were twins pretty much, right? But not the ones that look alike, (laughs) whatever, whatever it's called. I'm sorry. I don't remember right now. But the point is, is that uh, there were two brothers. Okay. So twins born born at the same time. So, and, um, and their mother actually had trouble uh, getting pregnant. Um, So, so uh, with that being said, let's, take it from there so Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless the Lord answered his prayer and his wife Rebecca came pregnant became pregnant the babies jostled each other within her and she said why is this happening to me so she went to inquire of the Lord now, I just want to pause really fast, just really quick, because, you know, when I see stuff like this in the Bible, I mean, I'm just so amazed. You know, uh, the more you read the Bible, you feel like you you see this more and more, at least for the people who actually, you know, uh, you know, uh, follow God and believe in the Lord and, um, you know, believe in, you know, doing, following his is what it is that you know plan that he has for your life and um and just following god i see a lot that these p- 
people inquire of the Lord, right? Um, in regards to whatever the case may be, whatever it is, uh, sometimes it's a situation where they're inquiring of the Lord, should we go to battle? Should I go into war? Should I fight? Uh, should we go fight? Should we do this? Should we do that? Should I? Whatever, whatever it is. And I, I just love that because I, I am really um, taking that as an example from in, in, into my own life and learning to before I make the plan or before I decide what it is that I'm going to do or I feel like um, I need to do. I want to inquire of the Lord first so that I can find out his plan and purpose for me and um, and what the Holy Spirit is guiding me to do or guiding me to say or, or you know, ordering my steps instead of me coming up with a plan and then asking God to bless that plan, right? So I just wanted to say that really quick. So let's continue on. Uh, so she inquired of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. Now that is interesting in itself, but let's keep going. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. So they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. The boys grew up and Esau became a skillful, skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents, right? We, all of us parents out there, we know how it is to have children that are just so different. <laughs> you, you can't even understand how they're, they're both yours, okay? <laughs> um, just because their personalities and, and just the way they are are just so different. But anyways, let's proceed. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew, I'm famished. Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. And then Esau said this in, in, in response. Look, I am about to die. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him 
selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil soup stew. He ate and drank, and then he got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Now, before we continue on any further, let's just discuss really quick the definition of the birthright, okay? The birthright has to do with position position and inheritance. By birthright, the firstborn son inherit inherits um, the leadership of the family and the judicial authority of his father. And in Deuteronomy 21, chapter 21, um, and 7, verse 17, it states that um, uh, Esau was also entitled, or or, excuse me, uh, a, a son, the firstborn son, was also entitled to a double portion of the paternal inheritance. So, in my opinion, the birthright is a big deal. That is a big deal. And just because you were the firstborn son, it was already guaranteed to you. So, you know, that sounds like that that is something that you would think uh, or imagine that someone would be very appreciative of and not want to give something like that away so easily. But let me ask you, How many times have you decided in that moment that I need to have something right now and the next moment is really just not important anymore. It's not important because whatever it is, I need this thing right now. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. And um, let's see here. So it says, when Jesus, or, or excuse me, I'm so sorry. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I want you to think about that one for a second before we even move on. I want you to think about that. Man does not live by bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. My sister shared with me at one 
point in time, and I won't say too much um, for sake of her privacy, but she was going through a really rough season in her life. And she got to the point where she was fasting and just trying and reading her Bible and fasting and praying and really uh, just at a point where you just feel almost desperate. I just, I will do anything <laughs> at this point. And, and she said she recalls one day just feeling so defeated uh, she hadn't ate. I can't remember if she told me how long she had fasted at that point, but she just felt empty. She felt numb. She was like, uh, she had no energy. Um, and opening the word of God, turning to her Bible in that moment, she told me that she became instantly full. Think about that. You are, I mean, for anyone who's ever fasted before for whatever period of time, your body is telling you I'm hungry, right? And of course, the longer it goes, um, you know, sometimes the louder that that feeling can get right um, until you reach a period where it almost starts to get better because you've just gone so long. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is that she was filled with the word of God, not food, not anything that she put in her mouth, but the word of God, which is, are the words from God's mouth filled up her spirit which in turn gave her the strength that she needed to continue on so let's change let's let's because not only did Esau not only did he say that you know, not only was he not grateful for his gift and blessing, okay, but he declared that I'm going to die. Like, that's how serious it was. I'm going to die. What good is this birthright to me? Right? So I want you to substitute in there something for you that maybe is more um, relevant to you, right? Maybe it's your, uh, maybe you were promised, maybe you are working towards something because you know that God promised you that I will be financially free or we will have a home uh, or whatever, whatever it is, right? Fill in the blank, okay? But in order to do that, there's sacrifices that have to be made. And maybe I can't buy that new car right now. Maybe I don't need that new Xbox or PlayStation or the the newest, latest model every time. But 
but I can't give that up. <laughs> I want what God has promised me, but I, I just can't. I, I'm not going to be able to make it without having my luxuries that I feel that I need to have. Well, I, I mean, I got to have this Cadillac Escalade. I needed a, a bigger vehicle. It needed to be a Cadillac. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't give out, give up my night outs with the guys, you know, every week. You know, I, I just can't do it. I mean, come on. You know, it's life. I'm trying to enjoy life, right? But if I kept that money in my pocket and I put it towards my savings then maybe I'm getting one step closer to my financial freedom that God promised me, that he told me I would have. And just maybe if I wasn't going to die, if I didn't get my, my nails done or whatever whatever it is, every week or other week or whatever the case is, then maybe... I can get one step closer to what God has for me. Jacob, (laughs) in this scenario, deceived Esau into selling or uh, giving up his birthright. Okay. So some may look at that and say, well, Jacob's the bad one here because, I mean, you know, who does that, right? (laughs) But if you really think about it, and if we take accountability for our own actions in any given situation or circumstance, then we need to look at the fact that Esau allowed it. Because that stew that he needed to have in that moment because he was famished and he was about to die. Reminds me of talking to one of my children, especially my son, who sometimes is just overly dramatic. <laughs> but he is going to die if he doesn't get this stew right now. So I'm going to give up something as important as what the blessing that God has given me for that stew in this moment. I'm going to give up something that is rightfully mine for a temporary fix. He's only going to be hungry again in another few hours, right? (laughs) Then what? (laughs) I mean, maybe he won't be famished. You know, who knows? Maybe he didn't eat breakfast that day. I don't know. (laughs) But Either way, it's a temporary fix is my point. And so my birthright, it justifies me giving away my birthright. Well, then that means that he never appreciated it in the first place, right? So in my mind, with that being said, well, then that means, uh, well, then, then you deserve to not have your birthright because you didn't appreciate it. You weren't grateful for it. You weren't grateful for that blessing that God gave you. Now, 
I'm sure at some point in time, because let's be real, I mean, how many of us have done something like that, right? You know, I needed to have whatever it is that I needed to have in that moment. And then later on, you look back at it and you think on it, or maybe you, you see, you know, what the consequences of that decision was. And maybe you've gotten a little bit older and a little bit wiser. And now you realize, you know, I really didn't need to have that stew at the moment. Uh, You know, or I could have maybe negotiated something else aside from my birthright. (laughs) Um, But think about that. Let's put that into our own, into our, and, and apply it to our own lives. Right? I mean, do I really need my nails done every single week probably not probably not maybe maybe I could do something different um do I need this new car maybe I do maybe I really do maybe you are in a situation where hey I need a car my my car is just it's it's done with now I'm in the point I have to replace this car But do you need the Cadillac Escalade? Or or is it more important to you to get what God has promised you? You know what? I don't need this Cadillac Escalade. I do need a car. But I don't need that Cadillac Escalade. I would love to have it one day. But do I need to have that right now? No, I don't. I I can get... Uh, uh, something else, a bigger vehicle that would not cause me as much as this Cadillac Escalade. And then I can now put more money towards my dream, my, my vision, what God has promised me, what he has showed me, my financial freedom, whatever it is, fill in the blank. I know what it is like For anyone who has uh, followed my podcast and listened to me for some time, I gave my my story um, or my testimony, I believe is what I called it, um, in the first season of this podcast and, you know, shared with you all a, a rough season in my life where I struggled, I struggled with my alcohol um, addiction and in those and and at that time and in that season in my life there were days that I felt I needed a drink it was it was no more choice it was no more a you know well maybe I'll have a drink now no I in my mind needed a drink and nothing else mattered at that time. So I gave up moments in time that I could have been spending with my children. I could have been a better wife or mother or whatever it is um, that I can never get back for something that was temporary. Right? So, either way, 
the whole point of this is to get you to see that maybe there is something that you maybe it's something you have been born with as well maybe it is a blessing that god has given you that you were born with or maybe it is a promise maybe um it is something that you know god has for you but i don't appreciate it and because i don't appreciate it i'm going to give it up because i need to have this i need to have what it is that i want right now <laughs> so that is uh, what I have for you guys today I truly hope that you got something out of this message I love each and every one of you and God loves you more thank you as always for joining me and as we always do and always say let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Have a blessed week ahead, everyone. And until next time, let the divine light shine in you.